Welcome back. Come along as we dig into God's Word and search for truth, understanding, and a closer relationship with Him. This is Steve, and you're listening to the Dig Bible Podcast Corner. Well, hello, everybody. We're uh, starting up a little bit different section of the Dig Bible Podcast here. Um, I'm going to call it the Dig Bible Podcast Corner, I think, for now. This is just kind of an area where um, I feel God's putting some things on my heart that need to be talked about and things that I'm very passionate about that He continues to to, to refuel my heart with, um, that I feel that, you know, as a church, as the body of Christ, we need to focus in on. So with that being said, this will be the first of these and it, uh, the format may change a little bit and it's just going to kind of be the Holy Spirit led. And, but to start with, I wanted to talk about, the main thing. And my dad always used to say, keep the main thing the main thing. I always love that. So what is the main thing? You know, I guess that's one thing we have to start with is when we look at church and we look at what is the church, let's start there. The church, if we look at 1 Corinthians twelve twenty seven, says, Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Or Colossians 1, 24. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. That is the church. So what is the church? Well, the church isn't the building. I've seen churches that were in old grocery stores. I've seen churches that were in, you know, strip malls. I've seen churches everywhere. A church, the building itself is not the church. It says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. It's about the people. It's not about the building. It's an important distinction that a lot of people don't understand. That means that when you go to church on Sundays, God's there. He's, he's in the midst. There's a bunch of you gathered together, you know, in his name. He's there. But if there's three or four of you out to lunch and you're sitting there together and God's in the midst of that too. The church is the people. The church is the body of Christ. Now, I want to go into 1 Corinthians 12, 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, all the members of this body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. 
For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, what would make it any less part of the body? And if an ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would it be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would it be its sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged those members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. What is this telling us? What are we supposed to take from this? We're all part of the body of Christ. We all are made in his image. We all are supposed to be a part of the church. So why do we suffer as a church? Why are there so many differences? We shouldn't be so separated. You know, when Jesus looked at Peter and said, you are the rock on which I will build my church. He didn't say all my different churches. He didn't say all my different ideologies. He didn't say all my different denominations. He didn't ever hint at separation. But yet, look at us as a church. We all have all these ideological differences that separate us. And I can say this, I've been in many different churches um, and been and not been allowed to be members of some because I wasn't baptized a certain way or I didn't believe everything they believed exactly. But these were non-salvation uh, differences. Very important distinction there. I don't, I'm not against people having, obviously, everybody has their own. Me and you are not going to agree on everything and the way we interpret the Bible. And that is fine. That is okay. I don't agree with Justin and Ben on certain things uh, in this same podcast. We all have our differences, and that's all right. But guess what? We can talk civilly about those things. And it's important that we're able to take that information and, and say, okay, you know, we're just trying to learn. We're trying to dig into the scripture as God wants us to. But we have to always remember that these non-salvation differences are not that they're exactly what that's exactly what they are. They they don't determine whether or not we're going to heaven or hell. Non-salvation differences are just different interpretations of theology or ideology in that regard because we're looking at whether or not what does baptism mean? What is this? And I I have a, a very big different determination in that. But if you look at certain churches will say, well, if you're not sprinkled as a baby, you know, you're not covered. If other ones will say, well, if you're not fully emerged or uh, submerged, you're not fully covered. But what does the Bible say? It said, it's by faith alone. Here, let me, let me read the, uh, the exact verse here. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of your work so that no one can boast. For we are in his workmanship created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Very important here. There is nothing you can do other than 
submit to Jesus. Submit your life and have a faith that he is your savior. It's by faith alone. You can't go and do anything on your own to say, oh, I, I got baptized this way, so I'm saved. It's by faith alone. And even Paul, I'm sorry, even uh, uh, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but one's coming who is greater who will baptize you with fire and the Spirit. Inviting the Holy Spirit into your life through a faith in Jesus and having that relationship is what it's all about. Good works are a result of that relationship because you strive to please God. After that, that's where good works come from. Good works aren't what get you to heaven, but because you truly believe that Jesus is your Savior and that he gave his life for you and that God would want you to show good in everything that you do, that good works are a result of your actions. It's just such a powerful thing to know that when you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you have the Holy Spirit inside you. Like God lives inside you. He's with you wherever you go, like all the time. <laughs> he doesn't take a break. There's no vacations. He doesn't take, oh, this is a bank holiday. I'm just going to be off today. doesn't do that. He's with you all the time. You have that gift with you all the time, and therefore, what comes of that is that you have the desire to do things that would please God, which is help your fellow man. God says, you know, hey, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I, you know, these different things. And, he, and, and everybody says, hey, when did we do this? When you did it for the least of my brothers, you did it for me. This is powerful stuff that we are exuding God in everything we do. Now, if we go back to that section of 1 Corinthians, it talks about, you know, if the foot says I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand. I think we have to look at the, the ramifications of what we're seeing is that we're seeing the separation of the church. We're saying, I'm right and you're wrong. And it's on these non-salvation issues that really make it tough for someone who's a non-believer to look in and then look and say, okay, I have Lutheran, Baptist, uh, Catholic, and, you know, you go down the list of Methodist and, and, and you know, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, of Seventh-day Adventists, all these different uh, uh, churches. And they sit there and go, well, how, how do I know who's right? Who, who should I turn to? I think if we go into Acts and we see what Paul calls himself that's the most important the most um honest way to say it is he calls himself a follower of the way not a way the way and what is the way it's a follower of Jesus who died and was resurrected for our sins to save us. That is the main thing. All these other differences, the separations between us, that's the devil. I'm sorry, what does every great commander in war do? 
What's, what's one of the most popular military strategies that we see? Divide and conquer. Well, guess what? He's doing it. He's doing it right now. It's all around us. The church isn't even unified. And I've even seen inside churches where they're not unified. And the fighting and the anger and, and, and things that you see. And these are all supposed to be men of God. And yet we can't even agree on the non-salvation issues. And I don't care. Like the non-salvation stuff doesn't matter. It really doesn't. We need to focus in on the main thing. Jesus died for you to give you, to, to wipe away your sins, to give you everlasting life in his name. Something we don't deserve. We don't deserve anything we have on this planet. We don't deserve a single thing. We're born sinners. We are sinful people, sinful nature. Everything we have is a gift from God. We don't deserve anything. But yet, God blesses us. God gives us the things that we need to continue to live, to continue to move forward with him to, to strengthen the body of Christ, that is the church. Could you imagine, just imagine, if the entire, we want to say Christian church, if every follower of the way became united, if we all just focused on the main thing, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and we set aside every one of our non-salvation issues, could you imagine what the church would achieve? How many people would see Christ's love in that fact that we all have that common ground rather than looking at our differences rather than taking ideological and 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 theological differences that are the interpretation of man and 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 taking that and putting that out there i think god really wants us to set those things aside i once again, I'll tell you, I know that we all have difference of opinion on some of these non-salvation issues, and that's okay. It doesn't matter. You can... I don't care if you believe the world's flat. I really don't. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. It really doesn't. That doesn't change if I'm going to heaven or not. And honestly, I know every one of us will go up there, and, and when we get the truth from God about everything and everything that he wrote. God will be like, yeah, you were wrong about this, 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 and this. And you're like, oh, yeah, I see it now. <laughs> but you were right that Jesus died for you on that cross. And that's how you got here. That is the truth that we need. That's the hope that we keep 
close to our hearts. And that 1 Peter 3.15, But in your hearts honor Christ as the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Tell people about Jesus. Explain to them why he loves them. Don't sit there and say, you're wrong, I'm right. That doesn't win anybody over. They should see Christ in everything we do, in our actions day to day, in how we live our lives. <laughs> and I'll be the first to say I am not the best example of this. This is the do as I say, not as I do thing. We all, we all fall short. We all fall short, and I'm trying so hard to be better. We all need to be better. We all want to be as close to Jesus as we can be. We all want to walk that way, talk the talk, walk the walk. We all need that. But let me tell you something. That I don't want to have any barriers between me and any potential Christians, any potential, you know, new followers of the way. I don't want to have barriers between us that are non-salvation differences. I don't want to sit there and say your theology's wrong, mine's right. I, you can disagree with me and I don't care. It's okay. It's all right. Just keep the main thing the main thing. Always keep your eyes on Jesus. Always remember that God sent him, his only begotten son, to die on that cross for you. And after he resurrected, he sent his Holy Spirit then to live inside of you. So he could always be with you. I can't imagine a greater gift than that. So remember, always keep the main thing, the main thing, and keep on digging.